Welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Shonen. I'm Jared. I'm Turtle. He's not Turtle. Turtle just got married. Say congratulations, Turtle. Congratulations, Turtle. That's Kyle. He's our special guest because Turtle's special boy doing married stuff. Married people things because he's married now. Yeah. What do married people do? I'm not married. Sometimes they go on trips with the doctor. Good segue. That's what we're talking about today. I am so good at segues. We're talking about the doctor. Doctor I'm already going to quit doctor this show. Where? Doctor what? who? I quit this show. I know I'm you over. do. This is over. This is a one-man Stop show. playing on your phone. I am not. Okay. I am looking at Doctor Who things. Okay, fine. I'll, ex- God, I'll accept that. Bitch. We've recorded three shows and Kyle's been all on his phone for We've the whole time. We've recorded two shows. What are you talking about? We had the, the, the one example podcast. We didn't record that. <laughs> not not that you know of. I'm down if we did, because that was great. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about Doctor Who. We're going to be talking about the Doctor, the companions, our favorites, why ones were better than the other ones, why we think other ones sucked. We're going to go into a deep explanation of how time travel works and how the exact that. science and philosophy behind the Doctor Ho's TARDIS Did is- you say the Doctor Ho's? <laughs> Okay, so I guess we should start by explaining who is the Doctor. What is Doctor Who, Jared? Doctor Who is a British show that started off as an educational show. What year did Doctor Who originally originate? No one knows that. That's been lost to history. That's not true. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) That can't be true. (laughs) It's to protect the timeline so that the Doctor could never be fully erased. That the first airing has been erased from... From existence. I don't pay attention to fine details. I just memorize plots and stuff. The first Doctor Who episode was March 26, 2005. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Bam, I told you it's been scrubbed from history. All right. So it originally started as an educational show to teach history to... It has not. The first Doctor Who episode aired 23rd of November, 1963. There you go, 1963. It was in black and white. So... It was an, originally an educational show to teach kids about history, and the vehicle in which it did that was you were joining along with a Time Lord, which is an advanced alien race of humanoid beings. Who are lords of time. Yes, and they are way, way more advanced than, than regular human beings are. Uh, they got two hearts. Um, they, yeah, that makes you so much more advanced. You know what else has two hearts? Cows. No, they don't. They have three stomachs. Yeah, that's not hearts. That's more advanced. Uh, that is pretty damn advanced. But they also have technology where things can be bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. And they can travel through time and space. Is it that they travel through time and space or does time and space travel around them? That is always the the conundrum. It is the unanswerable answer. Except it is answered because it totally got answered. Your face got answered. The TARDIS never moves. You never move. It never moves. You never move. Does anybody actually ever move, or are we just moving our legs up and down and the world moves around us? The first Doctor was played by David Bradley. He was known as Doctor Who. And he was voiced by Richard Herndall. Why was it played by someone (laughs) and voiced by someone else? I don't know. We're not going that far back. Is David Bradley's voice not good? I don't know. I don't know who David Bradley is very well. But... Basically, what ended up happening is the show was more entertaining than it was educational. 
And it became a sci-fi show. Yes. So they made it a science fiction show. And it's the longest running. Um, now, the original episodes, actually, you can't find anymore. Yeah, what happened? Because I remember trying and then BBC they um, fucked it up when they put it on DVD. Well, basically what ended up happening was BBC wanted to kind of like strike Doctor Who from its record. It, so they it, took which... <laughs> they took the original masters of it and taped over it. Or they, they did this in an attack on Doctor Who. They were attacking Doctor Who. I, th- I from what I heard, I, I thought it was an accident. It could have been an accident. It could have been an attack. One person's accident is another person's attack. But uh, but yeah, basically they taped over large swaths like swaths of it. So there's a very large portion of classic Doctor Who that's unable to be found, especially the first episodes. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, and when you're talking about classic Doctor Who, you're actually talking about eight different uh, doctors, which are all the same person, but they are all different. They're all portrayed by different actors. They have their own personalities, their own styles. Everything changes. Um, The reason for this is because the doctor, one of the special abilities of the Time Lords, is they don't really die. Um, They age, and then when they... Yeah, they're very Phoenix-like. When they are going to die... um, they regenerate, and they have 13, I think is what it's supposed to be. I think it's either 12 or 13 is what they're supposed to have. Um, It's 13. Yeah. Because there's been high debate because of the 13th Doctor, where people were trying to be like, no, he's not really the 13th Doctor. Well, yeah, because there's, I mean, technically, because there was the War Doctor and everything like that. We'll get into that. Um, But what it is, it's they get a new actor, and they get a new set, and they get a new everything. And um, what happens is, in the show... The doctor dies, and as he's dying, he regenerates into a brand new person. Still the same person, <laughs> mentally. Same, different person, same person. Yes. He regenerates into a different same person. Yeah. He's the same person, but different. Yeah, because, and like, you can normally say, he's, oh, he's... it's the same mind in a different body, but it's not, because they specifically cover that when he regenerates... His likes, dislikes, things like that also completely change. Especially his favorite foods such as fish fingers and custard. Yes. That also that also changes. Um so it is literally new person, same person, but same new body. New phone who dis. <laughs> exactly. It's the ultimate new phone who dis. Um so But now, he says it to himself. Yes. Um and he travels around time in the TARDIS, which is his, uh, we mentioned it in our previous episode on time travel, um, which is his ship, which is insanely huge on the inside, but on the outside, it's a police booth, which is basically just a phone booth that- Calling on the police. That only called the police. It's, it's it was like, a thing in England. It's like the little buttons that are at college campuses, except he's inside of it. Yes. And it's bigger. And it has a key. And the cops won't show up. Yeah. It's, it will not work the way that you expect it to if you try to call the police out of it. Also, normally police boots are red, and this one is blue. Also, it was just really long. I was going to read the history of why they erased the tapes, even though you told me not to, and then I couldn't read it while talking. Okay, that's fine. I will try. No, no, don't try. We have more things to do. So, Doctor Who was off the air for quite a while. Um, Which is one of the things that I don't understand. You can't call something the longest running show 
if it was off the air for a really if, long if time. It it stopped in the eighties and was brought back in the two thousands. And true. by stopped in the eighties, I mean I think it stopped like in the seventies, and then they would just put movies out occasionally and like Christmas specials. Not like actually running show. Yeah. They're just like, he's still alive. Don't worry, guys. We're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm to agree with you on the fact that I don't think it is the longest I mean, the Doctor Who Christmas specials are the best parts, but. Oh, yeah. The Doctor Who Christmas specials are actually really, really, really good. Um, not to be confused with Star Wars Christmas special, which was terrible. Um, there was a Star Wars Christmas special? Yeah, it's terrible. You can watch it sometime. I'm not going to watch gonna it again. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to. Um. I think that you guys should do an episode about that. Now that's here, and then we're gonna have people vote on it, and that's gonna happen. Now you have to watch it again. I don't want to. Okay. Do a live breakdown. I'm not talking about Life Day. So, basically, what ended up happening? So it was gone for a while, and it came back. And you're coming back now on the ninth iteration, the ninth Doctor. Doctor and it is, Nine, and he's played by Chris Eccles. Eccleston. Eccles. Is it Eccleston or Sun? Pretty sure it's just Chris Eccles. It's not Eccles. How do you spell that? <laughs> if I knew how to spell it, I spelled I w- it as one word. I would know no. how to pronounce it. <laughs> That's like when people say, "Look it up in a dictionary." If you want to know how to spell it, it's the dumbest thing. Because if I knew how to spell it, if I knew how to look it up, I would know how to spell it. Christopher Eccleston. Uh, I knew there was a T in there. So yeah, Christopher Eccleston. He was the ninth Doctor, greatest wow. Doctor of all the Doctors. Kyle, I guarantee he's going to say that. Very angry. He's going to say that very, every time. Very aggressive. <clears throat> he was a very aggressive doctor. He was very quirky, he was though. He was angry, aggressive, very serious, and at the same time gave no fucks about anything going on around him. Yes. Um, main reason for it is at the, the era that we come back to when Doctor Who came back on the air, um, this was post-Time War, which was uh, a war throughout time. Uh, against the really? Daleks. And he was suffering PTSD. Yes. Uh, he sort of kind of had to murder his whole... Ra- well, kind. It's it's confusing. But he had he was responsible for the downfall of the Time Lords uh, in order to win. Uh, which is why the Doctor, even though he is usually portrayed as a very funny, very goofy, normally, type of character, he is also one of the most feared beings throughout time and space because he destroyed his own planet and all of time yes to kill daleks he basically blocked off an entire section of it was time. against daleks right yeah it was against the daleks yeah scariest robots on earth exterminate yeah um so there's a lot of classic things that come from it at this point this is where uh nine meets up with rose who becomes uh, there uh, one of the main key things with the doctors. The doctor, if he was traveling along by himself, it would be like watching Sherlock by yourself, where nothing would ever really get explained. Uh, you need that foil, um, and the doctor's foil. You is need always someone a to be like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and he's like, it's cool. I abduct you. He he abducts a lot of people. He's an alien who abducts people and then shows them a bunch of cool shit. So and then they by the coming. end of it, they're pretty much ruined people if they even survive. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, another... Uh, is he... A, there's, like, one person who's, like, traveled with him, who survived and thrived afterwards. Uh, Sarah Jane? Captain Jack Harkness. D- Captain Jack Harkness does not count. He he was a Doctor Who companion. 
because he well, also you never see him be the Doctor Who companion, but they talk about it. They're friends. They're buddies. He's friends with the Doctor. They've done stuff. Together. He he has traveled around. He's been in the TARDIS. He's been able to travel on his own. But Jack Harkness is is a little bit different due to the fact that he's immortal. Until he's not in the end, which was near the beginning. Because you see Jack Harkness die. He is immortal. No, you see him die. He's a face skin. He is the face of Bo. He gets his entire body taken off (laughs) to just be face. Just be face, yes. And then the face of Bo dies, which is Jack Harkness. Yeah, when the whole universe blows up. Well, no, it it was at the end of the world. At the end of the earth As we know it Because that's what Rose Tyler wanted to see First episode But yeah So the Doctor is always Joined by a companion Who is really there To help the audience Understand What is going on Because These adventures That the Doctor goes on Through time and space Are all encompassing I mean you're talking about One the Literally the first episode He takes Rose To the death Of Planet Earth which is years, like, like, what is it, like thousands of years after the planet should have been destroyed because it's literally... Yeah, because they like built like barriers around the sun yeah, or something. They, they, put it, they basically built a barrier around the sun when the sun went supernova. And then they just, they were like, it's time to let it go. Yeah, they basically retired the Earth. So he took Rose Tyler to uh, see that. And then after that... They go to the past, and then they're in, like, ancient Greece, and, like, they're constantly hopping around everywhere. just realized something. Mm -hmm. Is Mr. Peabody and Sherman just the American version of Doctor Who? It is very similar. (laughs) Super duper very, very similar. To the point that it's exactly the same thing. Except for the fact that the dog doesn't keep regenerating and... uh, Sherman always stays Sherman. Exactly. But it is it is very, very, very close to being literally the exact same thing. Time traveling super dog. Yep. His stupid friend. Yep. And the super dog is seemingly immortal. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I yep, there we go. It's, so if you've ever seen that if you've Doctor ever seen Who. that cartoon, you know what Doctor Who is about, basically. So as it goes on, you're you go through an entire season where you get to know Chris Eggleston as the doctor, this very dark, very brooding very um really you know traumatized version of the doctor yes. that slowly is falling in love with humanity again um and, and then Christopher Eccleston gets blacklisted by the BBC yes that's what happened behind this, the scenes this is literally what happened that got a new doctor i think he was meant to be the doctor forever yeah they they really intended him to really and go now on for quite a while he is the only doctor that refuses to ever come back for any kind of special yeah which i mean i loved him as the doctor i you know i loved it i loved fantastic number one good time doctor you know why he's the greatest doctor and like i know that you you have a separate one and i know yeah. that we sort of said we had the same one but here's the reality he is okay. the best one because he brought it back from death yes we wouldn't watch doctor who if it wasn't for him it's completely true i mean like i said i have never had an issue with any of the doctors it's just like how he is the best one and matt smith is the worst one because matt smith is the reason i stopped watching not because of him because he was actually great it was just halfway through whatever season that was when they decided that one season was two seasons i got bored or i didn't want to wait anymore for it to get to america 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it also did start getting a little bit crazy near the end of Matt Smith's run. But when when Chris Eccleston got got blackballed from from the BBC, uh, what ended up happening was he got replaced by who I feel is my favorite doctor, and that is anybody who is a fan of Doctor Who. That's a sentence that they will use. They will say, my doctor, or, or my favorite doctor. Um, because everybody has a doctor that they identify with the most. And when they hear the the name Doctor Who, is the one that they picture. And for me, it's 10. It's Christopher Eccleston. Played by, played by David Tennant. <laughs> Makes it very easy to remember. Um, and I have a very easy reason why he's the best doctor and he is the doctor. Because he was funny and serious. Yes, but also because Side his burns. wife is the doctor's daughter and his father-in-law is also the doctor. What was that noise for one? That was something rubbing against uh, against the for leather two, couch. That is so incestuous. I mean, kind of. I mean, when the you doctor pegs his own daughter, who is himself is his basically. own father. His daughter, or he, his daughter, is a clone of himself. Um, Which doctor was his dad? Um, the seventh or eighth. The seventh or eighth is his wife's father, and uh, so when he married her, I think he, he married, married her into being a doctor. I think he married her after she was on the show. Oh, so and he was like, then you're my daughter, and now now it's you're time. my wife. <laughs> and then <sighs> she's is, like, is, "Who's your daddy?" And he's like, "I'm my daddy because I am me, and your dad is me." Is Christopher Eccleston the only doctor that only had one season? Yes. Everybody else had at least you know like two or three. They were long runs. Actually, and some of the old ones ran for like a really like a season was like really long. They did like long, long runs. Christopher Eccleston was the only one that kind of got chipped out and only got the one. But we got David Tennant. David Tennant is, as Kyle explained, he's the perfect mixture of funny and dark. Some of the some of the most disturbing dark things that the Doctor had ever did or said. We're done as David Tennant. Plus, <clears throat> bow ties. Just yes. kidding. That's Matt Smith. That's Matt Smith. But the uh, the the three D glasses and the Converse. Three D glasses and Converse and blue suits. It's the blue suit doctor. No, a lot. Well, a lot of the times he wears the brown with the the stripes. He's got the blue vest. Pretty much guaranteed. I hate everything about you. But that doctor. Uh, this was so. This is now you've transitioned out of PTSD, doctor. You know what we've been ignoring this whole time is what? the the fact that the doctor has the greatest weapon of all time. Okay, it's better than a lightsaber. It's it's way better than a laser gun. Okay, um, it's, it's unless you're fighting a stick. The greatest Swiss Army knife. 
of all time. Yes. As the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, it's amazing. But once again, it's unless you're fighting a stick. Well, I mean, you can screw wood, but you can't sonically screw wood. Yes, you cannot sonically screw wood. But the sonic screwdriver is an incredible tool that all of the doctors, I'm pretty sure even all the way back to the first doctor, Every had it. Every single doctor of all time. And it's it's constantly being redesigned to match the aesthetic that the new doctor brings to it. And it is basically the universal all switch. All of the doctors have it because even... Um, not a doctor. What the fuck's his name? That one dork face guy that showed up. And they had to fight, and it was like the. Are you talking about the thing. master? Yeah, the master had one. Cut it, the master blaster. Just kidding, he didn't. It's not what the master. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not called that. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean it. Um, the sonic screwdriver is as iconic as the TARDIS is as iconic as uh, the look of the doctor. Because, as Kyle stated, it is a Swiss Army knife. It's the universal Swiss Army knife. It literally can do anything. Like, it can hack into and kind of rewire and do whatever the doctor needs it to do. Which is why wood is its... Which is why wood is its its nemesis. Because wood can't be reprogrammed. It's actually kind of funny because, like, all of the stuff in the show is, like, science-y in some way. And it's meant to have science and, like, sort of be educational, except now it's not at all. Yeah, it's um, just meant for entertainment. But now. then he has things like psychic paper. The psychic paper was a very, very fun one. The psychic paper is just something that it he carries was, around. It was. He just has it. Yeah. About it. It's his FBI badge. Yeah. It's, it's his Winchester FBI badge. Um, basically, when he... It's a blank piece of paper that when he shows it to people... They see whatever it's supposed to whatever be. it's supposed to be, whatever he's telling or this and is half my the time, bus ticket. half the time it's just they it's whatever they're thinking about. So if they think that he should be like, he's like, oh, I'm supposed to be here and then shows them it. If in order to be there, he needs to have a bus ticket. It's a bus ticket. If it's a if it's a police badge, it's a police badge. If it's a warrant, it's a warrant. It's whatever in their minds is necessary to explain why he's there as a special It'll guest of your show. I'm actually just how, what is the plan for breaking this down? Are we just going through the doctor? We're just going through and we're talking, we're talking about it as, as it comes up. Okay. This is an organic show. Organisms. Yes. It's alive. Cause we forgot so many good people. You know, you skip you, Rose Tyler. As I'm talking about Rose Nikki. right now. We're talking about screwdrivers. No, you went back to screwdrivers. You brought it back to that. <laughs> I was Tyler lit- showed up with. The yeah, I literally said it. Companions. They're doctor. always they're always joined by a companion, okay. and Rose was who joined with the ninth, played by Billy Piper. Yes, who as you as you explained earlier, the British Britney Spears. British Britney Spears. Yes. So, this new doctor, we went through Eccleston, who had his trauma and stress and everything like that. Um, and then you got the new doctor. What who was, was very the greatest thing that he did, though, aside from break up Rose and Mickey and make Rose think that he loved her and then not? Wait, are you talking about Eggleston? Yeah. What is the greatest, what is the greatest thing? achievement of that doctor? Aside from breaking up Rose and Mickey, which was dope. And then <laughs> leaving Mickey in another dimension. He didn't leave Mickey in another dimension. Yes, he did, because Mickey then became like a war hero in time somewhere. He left him in another time, not another dimension. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, it's different. You say tomato, I say 
you say abandoned Left the boyfriend <laughs> in another place. Yeah, well, he's 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 Mickey the Twit. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but then in later episodes, he saves his ass because yeah. the doctor's like, oh yeah, because Mickey was Mickey was a hero. He was an overall nice guy, and he was he was a really good character. But the that, doctor wanted his girlfriend, but he didn't want his girlfriend enough to really like commit. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen the Eccleston era that I can't put my finger on like a great thing that he did. Um, but we're at Tenet now. Fine. We're at I'm Tenet. trying to say the reason why Bad e- Wolf Eccleston broke up <laughs> Rose, Tyler, and Mickey was because deep down inside he had feelings for Rose, which came out in fucking spades when he became David Tennant. And yeah. that is where David Tennant... They kissed one time. Yes. And then he left her lost in time. David Tennant <laughs> loved... Well, sorry. He killed her. Ten loved Rose. And it was a love that transcended time and space. And it... Uh, it does not, because he loved her so much that he kissed her one time, left her lost in space, He didn't leave moved her lost on to the space. next one. He, he kind of loved Martha Jones... Then no. he just kind of was like, all right, you go no. do your thing. No, I am not going to allow you to slander 10 like this. And then he, he met the greatest woman. Her. No, do not do not jump this far <laughs> f- far ahead. Uh, you're not going to Shanghai this. <laughs> to protect Rose, he had her go into an, an alternate dimension. That alternate dimension would be somewhere where he could not interact with her again. Because he would kill her. It's the ultimate sacrifice on his part. Because his love and then, But still... To see and speak to her one more time, he burned out a son just to get the power to be able to show up where he needed to be to see her one last time. Yes. Because he had such true and great love for her. And we're hoping that there was no planets with life surrounding that star, because if there was... He murdered that whole planet. He's completely indifferent. The doctor is actually an evil alien. <laughs> I mean, who has wiped out worlds, including his own. Think about it, though. I mean, I I just said that if we he didn't has have killed comp- entire races simply because they made him mad. It's true. I mean, kind of. It's true. <laughs> he <laughs> did. He enacted things that led to the downfall of planets. Like, um, let's, or let's he, talk, let's talk or about he, or he pulled a Batman and didn't save them. Specifically, uh, when we get to David Tennant's era, is when we learn about how there's like certain things in time that can't be changed. Yet he goes back and changes. In time. He goes back and changes massive historical incidents involving like, oh, aliens came and destroyed the planet Earth. <laughs> oh no, I could fix that one. Yeah. Oh, what about Hitler? Oh shit, no, that's gotta happen. Can't fix that. Can't one. Can't fix that. But that was that was Matt Smith when Hitler came involved. I know, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, fixed points really kind of came in with. Uh, well, no, because they came in with with Rose's dad. That was a fixed point. My dad died. No, you can't have him back because then you won't want to come in my boat. That's kind of that's kind of what it was. <laughs> it's not a fixed point. That was a he. He made that a fixed point. He was like, "It's a fixed point," quote unquote. It's a quote unquote fixed point. Um. But yeah, so that came a lot more into it. But I mean, when you came when you came to David Tennant, I mean, probably one of the craziest things that showed his darkness was that uh, that one family that uh, he had to become like human for a while 
When he was like in the past. When he was in the past and he was kind of like locked there. And he was a teacher. Yeah, and he was a teacher. And, and he was then, essentially Ichabod Crane. Yeah, and then he basically locked that family into like eternal torture and just left them there because he pissed because they pissed off the doctor. And there's a lot of horrible things. And it was the one time that like legitimately his companion said that was the scariest. Th- that was the time that I realized that he is terrifying. Listen, though, like how many things in history that were directly related to things coming to attack him mm-hmm. and horrible events happening were just simply because he made people mad because he made everybody mad. He made he made, he made an enemy of pretty much mad. the entire universe throughout all time. Yeah. Like even the human beings were like, we're going to get him someday. Yeah, Torchwood. The ones that didn't think that he was just an urban legend that showed up in photography every now and then. Yeah, Torchwood was basically a, uh, you know, just in case doctor backup contingency plan thing. Yeah, um, run by Dr. Or <laughs> Captain by Jack Harkness. Captain Jack Harkness. Greatest um, hero of the Doctor Who universe. What did you always used to call him? Like when, when, you first, when you first tried to get me to... Uh, Cause like, remember I told you like I started watching some Doctor Who, but I didn't get super into it. And then you were like, "No, watch it." And then you were like, "And when you get to Captain Jack Harkness, he's uh the the universe's greatest bisexual." Well, what was it? I don't know how I sold that. I do not remember that. <laughs> yeah, you you said he's the world's greatest bisexual, um, time traveling immortal. I forget exactly what you said, but he's awesome. He's also um, American. He is American. Greatest character in Doctor Who is an American. He's John Barrowman. He's, he's, he's not American in real life. He's Scottish. Super American. But he he's lived in America for long enough that he has he has you know the American accent and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you had Tenet. Tenet had such great things like Blink. Blink was in. That was a good episode. Blink was amazing. That was like a horror episode. Yeah. If, that could have been a Halloween special. Yeah. Honestly, if anybody's ever... The Weeping ever, Angels are now actually a part of the SCPs universe, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. That's pretty dope. That's 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 actually a pretty dope thing. Um, if anybody's ever saying, oh, what's an episode that I can play, uh, that I can play to get into kind of like the world of Doctor Who that's that's really exciting and is going to keep me gripped the entire time. The very first episode of The Ninth Doctor. That one will do the it. The plastic monster men things. That'll do it. Um, or the second episode where he takes it to the end of time uh, like that. Um, and then Blink. Yeah. Blink is, it's the perfect episode. It is, it's gripping. It's, it's terrifying. And then the World War Two episode. With Are You My Mommy and Captain Jack. Oh, my God. Yes. Captain Jack's in that one. Yeah. There's so many terrifying just antagonists in this. Like some like just just iconically just terrifying. Because if you think about it, the Daleks, the Daleks are terrifying in just their one minded, destructive onslaught against the universe. But if you look at the inbred clones, those are my favorite bad guys. The inbred clones, the the potato. Everybody, call, why do you call them potatoes? Because they look like potatoes. Okay, <laughs> I mean, this, this is what it is. They're they the greatest look, warriors in the universe. They are, and they look you like potatoes. potatoes. And they their their only weakness is the vent that's on the back of their neck. Um, but then the Cybermen are when the Cybermen try to fuck up the world, they do a good job of it, and they're very very scary. But just looking at them. They're not scary. The Weeping Angels, though, just 
the entire premise of an alien creature that looks like the statue of an angel that's crying so that it's covering its own eyes that only exists or that that's only alive and moving when it's not being looked at. And, and then that, and it feeds off of the energy of temporal displacement. So if it so it's the ultimate assassin where it just touches people and relocates them to a different time and they get to live out their life until they die. And it feeds off of all of that energy that has basically been left behind between when they actually died and well, when they died. They're, they're, it, the energy of what their future should have been. Yeah, should have been. Yeah, so it's the, it's the displaced energy of time. And then from there... Adipose episode because they're adorable. Adipose is, is is very adorable. Yes, and then everybody wanted Adipose until you realized that you died if you had it. Who's that chubby guy that everybody loves in America now? Oh, with uh, oh, what's his name that does the carpool karaoke? Yeah. Ah, oh, what's his name? James Corbin. Yeah, and then him. Corbin. Those are the four episodes with Stormageddon. Yeah, the very first one with Stormageddon. Oh, okay. Well, the first one didn't have Stormageddon in it. The second one had Stormageddon. Because no, the it. first one was kind of scary. The first one was kind of scary, and that was, was when he. One. Yeah, and then Stormageddon was when he knew who the doctor was. And he was like, "Hey, I have a son, but like, I'm not a good your dad." Your baby yet. hates you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Stormageddon, dark loaded of all. Um, but yeah, so, um, I guess a good segue is at, so we now know that that Rose Tyler gone. Burned out the sun. Super gone. Um, the doctor was kind of losing it, needed a replacement. That's so when he got Martha so Jones. He kidnaps Martha Jones, who was living her best life at the time. She then, really was. <laughs> she was successful. Or she's a journalist, right? Um, I, or she worked for like a tech company or something like that. Something like that. She was very successful. It, she, he, she's he, the only one that got out unscathed. Yeah, he kidnapped her. Well, she's the girl who walked the earth. Well, he did. I mean, he there did. was a he Cyberman did. attack. He was just like, everything. hey, come with me. And she was all like, whoa, what's this? And he's like, it's a phone booth. And she's like, I'm not going to make out with you. And he's like, yeah, you will. He didn't love Martha Jones, though. No, she was he just was, a side piece. She was his rebound. And she knew that. And that's she actually why him. That's actually why I respect Martha Jones, because Martha Jones wasn't having that shit. Yes, she walked the world to get back to the doctor. But... When she realized that the doctor was using her as a life raft and as a way to just kind of get over not having Rose in his life anymore, she was like, hey, I really care about you and I, I, we've done some great things, but you need to fucking fix your shit. So they made out and he put her back where she belonged. <laughs> and then she lived her best life. Because the doctor only gets past first base. <laughs> And that's it. Before he either kills them, dumps them off somewhere, or puts them back, which doesn't happen. We very forgot often. about another great episode that they should watch: um, "Silence in the Library," where you meet where you meet River Song. That's right. He does have a wife, but his wife only hardly remembers him, and he ba- he doesn't remember her. That's that's a tragic love story. Him and his wife are are living in opposite directions. Where the first time he meets his wife and he doesn't know who she is is the last time she's going to be alive. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, we can move on to the greatest Doctor Who companion.
I'm not even going to argue with you on this one. Donna Noble. Donna Noble. Greatest one. Only one he doesn't try and bang. The runaway because, bride. Because she is... She's not just the runaway bride. She's the most important person in the world. Yeah. Plus, she doesn't take any of his shit. She is the sassiest. She does not bow down to him. She's like, yeah. bitch, take me to this place. Anytime the doctor is weird or says something that she doesn't agree with, every other companion's like, oh, okay, I guess you know, you you know, know best. Doctor. Donna's the one that's like, hey. That's murder. You, you want to take a second? You want to think about that, you weird alien bastard? And then he takes her dad. <laughs> That's his response. He's like, I took you, now I'm going to take your dad. Sometimes at the same time, sometimes separately. But it doesn't matter. Sometimes it leads to his death. She's one of the shortest companions, though, isn't she? She wasn't on for an extremely... Well, she... She wasn't even a whole season. She was, a runaw- she was the runaway bride. She was on an episode. And then she came back. And then she... I think Martha was the shortest companion. Or no. maybe Martha had her by, like... Three or four episodes, but it's not it's not a lot. Yeah, neither one of them had like like a really. Martha Jones had enough that you could really get into it. Like, yes, with their relationship, Donna was not there that long, so it was just funny because like they never developed the weird. They're gonna bang. Oh no, they're not. Because because with Donna, it was legitimately the doctor found a best friend. And you shouldn't, and uh, everybody, listen to this carefully. You shouldn't want to bang your best friend. <laughs> I feel like a lot more people need to hear that because everybody's just like, I need to find my best friend because that's going to be the person I love. Maybe I love my best friend. No, you shouldn't want to bang your best friend. You should marry your worst enemy because no, they're always going to make you want to be better than that. You should marry the person that you like that's different from your best friend. <laughs> I hate it when people are like, "Oh, my wife is my best friend." No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I guarantee you, there's she some is stuff. Your worst enemy. I guarantee you, there's some stuff that you can talk about with your actual best friend that you can't talk about with your wife. What it, what your wife is is your wife is 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 a friend. Different is is your most different friend, and she's you know your, why? She's your most naked friend because your 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 peepees touch. That is why they're your most different friend, <laughs> unless. Unless other of your friends also touch your baby with their babies. <laughs> yeah, like unless you and your best friend like legitimately are like, let's pee pee fight today. This is how we decide what we're going to have for dinner tonight. We're going to pee pee fight. <laughs> yeah. But once again, at the end of the day, you shouldn't want to bang your best friend. And that's, you know what, what? that's what Donna as Noble was. As much as I loved Donna, though, I can't think of like any any standout things. Aside from a lot of the times of her being like, what, bitch? It was her sassiness. Yeah. Her sassiness was great. I mean, especially since in the Adipose episode, that was where Donna came back. Yeah. And she Donna's... Working, she was working for the thing, right? No, she was trying to expose them. Uh... She was trying to do her own thing because she was like, you know what? That's right, because she decided she was going to fight time crimes then. Yeah, because she was like, she I was found like, out that there's aliens. I found out that all this crazy shit exists. I don't actually give a shit about the guy I was going to marry. I like doing this. And that was where that whole famous scene of her and David Tennant across the fucking room, both in the mirror or both in the window, were just like, hey, it's you. Shit. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, ah, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> and that's why Donna Noble was the best. Because every time she did anything, it was like, hey, I'm doing a thing. And it's great. <laughs> and she actually just like seriously and legitimately enjoyed herself. 
She was a fucking. Which is why what happened to Donna was the most tragic. Yeah. The doctor hit her. (laughs) The TARDIS. That's not what happened. It's not what happened at That's all. It's weird you let me say the whole thing. You, you were like, oh, I know what he's going to say. And then you let me say it. You literally were like, hit her. And I was like, no. And then you're like, with. And I'm like, what? The TARDIS. And I'm just like, how did this get worse? <laughs> you were laughing before I finished that sentence. Uh, Donna lost what her What happened memory. to her? She lost her memory. Oh, that's right. Because that's why her dad's mad at him. Yeah, because she can never know. Because they went to that whole thing where her whole memory was like stored, and, to and if she ever learns her, it, she dies. Yeah, exactly. Um, her brain explodes. Yeah, so it's a really, it's a really sad thing. And then of course, her dad kind of poisons David Tennant, so he has to regenerate. Now the weird thing is that David Tennant regenerates into David Tennant at one point at this at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's even like a Christmas special after Matt Smith starts where David Tennant is the doctor still. Yeah. So so it's this is where it gets weird because there's there's technically another doctor in between um the eighth doctor and the ninth doctor, which is the overlooked doctor of the war doctor, the one that did all the war crimes. Um he's played by John Hurt. Um and he's very different. I just uh, saw that, and like apparently, like when does that actually happen? I've never seen any of those. It ones. is the time war, and it's a it's a it's a crossover. It's the it's the only one that had three doctors in it. It had Tennant, it had Matt Smith, and oh. it had because yeah, I like John saw Hurt. a picture of him and like Rose, and I was like, wait, I thought he was an old doctor. Yeah, no, it's it's it got really weird. Um, and that's what screwed up the count then too when they yeah. got to like. Uh, What's his face? Yeah, because they had they had the because technically Matt Smith should have been the last doctor, even though he was only the eleventh doctor. But since there was a war doctor, that made him twelve. And then since uh, David Tennant regenerated into David Tennant, he just regenerated into himself, which is why they say that he's I don't the think most that's arrogant. One that, I don't think that's the one that counts because I'm pretty sure there's also like. There was like another weird doctor situation. Well, no, he also got uh he got cloned from his hand. Well, no, remember because no, no. he, meant, left, meant, he left. I thought that there was like, Rose. I thought there was like another doctor in the past or something like that everybody forgets about because he had like a super short no phase. No, it literally is. It goes one two three four five six seven, and then it goes eight, and then it goes war. War only is ever shown in this movie, and then it goes nine, and then it goes ten, and then it goes ten part two. So now you're up to what is that? Twelve now. And then what was it? They and tried then, to erase Eccleston to make up for it. Right? Kind of, yeah. Like but they then, took him but out then, of canon. but then they, then they, they leaned into it. And then when he regenerated into Matt Smith, which is the next thing I was going to talk about, Matt Smith was the next Doctor, um, the youngest Doctor actually. Um, he would be the thirteenth. So when. It was when he got put into a situation where they were like, it's fine, you'll just come back. You're only the 11th Doctor. He had to explain, no, I'm the last one. If I die, I'm dead. I don't have the ability to regenerate any longer. That's not true. But that didn't happen because he got more energy. But uh, that is when he met. So he regenerated into Matt Smith, which is very controversial casting. spaceship. 
Yes. Um, but it was a very <laughs> it was a very controversial casting because uh, people had no idea who Matt Smith was, yeah, and like, they thought was, like, that he was too young for like really acclaimed British actors, wasn't it? Yeah, they because the, people were like, "There's so many great actors that you could pick from, like so many like seasoned older actors that have like this really really great catalog that everyone thought would be the the best choice." It's the issue with fandoms, and you know we always say embrace your fandom here, but also you know be respectful, uh, which is what fandoms most of the time don't do. Uh, they think they know better. They they think they know better on casting or where they think a plot should go. And that's what they did with Matt Smith. And a lot of people were like boycotting the doctor because they were like, not my doctor. Um, (laughs) Not my doctor. Yeah, it literally is. Not my doctor. So it was, that was literally a thing. It was not my doctor, um, which kind of happens every time the doctor regenerates. It's because everybody's mad. He's not a ginger. Yeah. You know who he should be? Idris Elba. Always should be Idris. Idris Elba should be the next doctor. I would lose my shit. But, um, but yeah, so a lot of people were really, really pissed off because they thought that this unknown that was super young, that was kind of doofy looking, there's no a way. Weird, wrinkly, massive forehead. Yeah, they're like, there's no way that this guy could be a good doctor. And honestly, at first, I was pissed because as I stated, he was a bad David, doctor. David Tennant was my doctor. Um, Worst doctor in history. <laughs> and Matt Smith, at, at least at first, he was really weird. He was like, he was spastic, I'm almost. Fezzes now. Yeah, he's kind of all over the place. But um, he had your favorite companion. He he had my favorite companion to look Rory at. Rory Williams. Yes, Rory Williams was such such a fine piece of ass. The last centurion, <laughs> plastic guy. Yeah, and of course his love, Amy Pond, who was just okay, played by the gorgeous Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian is where I realized, like, when Amy Pond came into it, that's when I realized I really have a thing for redheads. So, that's, here's the thing, though. That's what happened. Amy Pond and Rory Williams, specifically Rory Williams, are... Is the best boyfriend in the world. Massively crucial to the future history of the Doctor. Yes, they are. Would you like to explain why they're massively crucial to it? Do you remember? Because okay, cool. They made a baby on the TARDIS <laughs> that had space person powers and could regenerate and would become the Doctor's baby wife. They gave birth to River Song. <laughs> That's Melody Pond became River Song because she was abducted by creepy alien monsters. Yeah, there's a whole whole bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah, but Amy uh, winds up with an eye patch. Yes, where she gets all crazy and like Rory winds up somehow being plastic and also an immortal uh, centurion centurion Roman soldier. Yes, because Amy gets locked inside of a thing, which. okay. Um, Now, the Matt Smith era had tons of great things. There was so many. He had the best bad guys. He did. Because the silence was the silence was amazing. If you ever Hitler. Yeah, Hitler was also Hitler one of his bad guys. and the silence. Like, how can you beat that? Although he didn't beat Hitler. He just, he didn't. Rory. Rory punched Hitler. Rory punched Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, beat his ass. 
But yeah, so Matt Smith had a lot of really great villains, had a lot of really great episodes. And over time, people realized that that's kind of what we needed. We needed the goofy, funny, silly... Cowboy. Space cowboy. Doctor. Who planned a meeting with his friends after he died. He died, yeah. So that they could so talk to him before die. he died. <laughs> that he could not die. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to die, so I'm going to set up a meeting with you guys before I die, so you know that I'm going to die. So I can so not when die. when I die, you can undie me. Yeah. And then I'm going to destroy the fucking universe. <laughs> yeah, very, very accurate. But uh, but yeah, there was, there was a lot, like, the one thing that, that Matt Smith also brought to the role better than I think anybody else did was just deep sadness. Like, when, when Matt Smith would get sad, you'd be like, oh, no. You so sad. Yeah, because you'd be like, I wear fezzes. And also I have massive PTSD. And my life is terrible. Everyone uh, that I've ever loved or I should loved never me. harm anyone in the whole world ever again. With that big red button that's gonna blow a whole fuck ton of things up and kill an entire race of creatures. I'm definitely gonna push that in like five minutes after the conversation where you piss me off ends. But you tell me that the <laughs> the, the the speech Is that, that the last episode of I don't like the it. half season? Because I can't remember. I just know that he murdered like the entire race of like uh, who was that? I don't remember which one it was. Was it the Daleks? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was because later no, yeah, it is. He like erases well, the Daleks. Oh, because the Daleks had to like, come back. Whatever that war is, yeah, because there's one. Yeah. There's one Dalek. So the Daleks that. had to come back as a different kind of sort of race of Daleks. But um but yeah. So you tell me that the speech that he made at Stonehenge, where basically all of the goddamn aliens came down and he was like, Hey, before you guys start shooting your lasers and start killing each other up remember there. Remember who the fuck I am. Pretty much. He's like, remember who I am. I'm the doctor. I've met every single one of you, and I want you to think about every single time I beat you. Yeah. So no, before no, 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 no. you it's do it, only I that. want you to think, do you really want to try? It, it wasn't even that. He was like, think about all of the times that I erased your entire civilizations. <laughs> because he never just went to war and was like, ha war, we had a battle. It was like, ha we had a war, and now I'm yeah. super mad. Yeah, is when the doctor goes to war, the and doctor goes to war. Genocided. Oh, what's that? What's that one man? What's that one? Ah, oh, when a good man goes to war. Yeah, that's the cowboy hat one. Yeah, that's I love when he dies. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, that whole there's like a whole poem about it. See if you can find the poem for when a good man goes poem. to war. It's really easy. It's I can do it. Doing that literally I'm right now. That. Yeah, but he has to go to war because you know he pisses off all these aliens and then they go together and they get the silence and the silence is all like, you never saw me. Uh, it was on June fourth, twenty eleven. Apparently, um, let me see here because this was such a good thing. Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run but count the cost. The battle's won but the child is lost. I love that whole thing. And he did that all just to rescue Amy, who he was madly in love with more than he loved Rose. But Rose didn't have a boyfriend because he made them break up. And no matter how many times he dropped Rory off in other times and places, he never <laughs> tried to pick him up. Rory found his way back. Which is why Rory was the best. <laughs> Rory is low-key the best companion. Because he was all like, 
Bitch, you left me like a million years ago. And guess what? I'm plastic and not dead. Yeah. I'm just going to keep harking on the fact that he's plastic. <laughs> he's plastic. It's never yes. referenced ever. It, it stops being referenced is the thing. After it's referenced for episode. a while it's, when it's convenient. It's referenced in that episode. Yeah. And then that it's he's made out of plastic. Yeah. And, and I think fun. one time he melts a little bit. Yeah. And then it's never referenced again after that. And he got someone pregnant while being made out of plastic. plastic. It's amazing. But no, so Rory, the radiation of the TARDIS. Rory is the Space best. Space radiation. Gotta love it. Rory is the best because, I mean, I'm just going to say why Rory is the best boyfriend in the world. Because he is, he is the, he is the because man. Because he waited a thousand years. I thought it was two thousand years. Something like that. Century. He waited, he waited two thousand years protecting the thing that Amy was trapped inside, where for her, time stood still. And then he went inside of it, and even though she tried to bitch slap him with her eye patch and shit, and she was all <laughs> like, I fucking hate you, you left me here. And he was all like, I still love you. Said, I then, still love you, and I will always wait for and you. And he rescued her, not the doctor. Yeah. And then also, on top of that, then they got divorced for a while because... <laughs> the doctor. Cause no, it was like, it was really it was now. really weird because they they basically couldn't deal with their boring life. They were like, our life was so in, so they. And actually, you know what the worst part about the silence was for those two? The worst mm. thing that happened to them of all the terrible things that happens to them. Okay, because they are probably the most tortured ones. Oh, they totally are. Um, so much so that his that Rory's dad even gets dragged into that shit. Even though he's enjoying it, he's like, "This dinosaur's on a spaceship. This is so cool. Where's my son? I don't fucking know." Um, their baby, mm-hmm. who the doctor decides since he can't bang Amy, he's gonna bang, is kidnapped by the silence, <laughs> and they never know they had a baby. They don't know they had a baby until their grown ass baby tells them, tells they, had them a baby. they had a baby. And on top of it, she was friends with like, was she friends with Amy when they were younger? Yes, because she was she was Melody who. Yeah. She was named after. She was named after herself. That's Melody. Time loop. Yeah. Melody is River Song. Because River, Pond, Song, Melody. Yeah, because aliens didn't know how to read words or yeah. something. Yeah, it's a whole big thing. <laughs> um, But yeah, so it's a really, really weird thing. But one of the coolest things to come out of that is when the silence was behind river and rory could see it and he was freaked out and river just iced the silence (laughs) even though she did not know what the silence was she could not remember it at all no that was probably one of the best episodes she had trying to figure out what was hunting all of them they're just like yeah i saw a monster and like i saw a monster too i see a monster right now what I don't remember, but I saw I a monster. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was such a that was another great episode. But uh, but no, just the the scene where there's just utter fear in Rory's eyes, and River doesn't know why. She doesn't know what's behind her, but she knows that it's something that's scary enough to make her dad afraid. So she kills it without looking and without questioning, because I'll River. Kill the shit. Because River will kill the fuck out of things. Yeah. The doctor doesn't like to kill stuff. He does it a lot. River has but a he doesn't gun. like to. She yeah. has a sonic gun. And by sonic gun, I mean a gun. She has bullets. She has her own. She has her own, uh, she has her own sonic <laughs> screwdriver. Yeah, she uses a fixer gun. <laughs> 
Yeah. She said, yeah. no, it shoots explosive bullets. But no, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. It's going to shoot you anyway. You <laughs> and you're going to die. Also, yeah. she just, like, has a book that she, like, goes around with. And she's like, when did it, when, what time is this? Yeah. Do you know? No, you don't know that. No spoilers. Did we do butt stuff yet? No. Yeah, we did. Oh, we should also probably say that each doctor has, like, a catchphrase. So I said that Eccleston's was fan- was fantastic. Um, and then Tennant's was Allons-y. And then David Tennant's is, or not David Tennant, Matt Smith's is bow ties are cool. There's that, but also Geronimo. And also, we wear fezes now. We wear fezes now. I wear a fez now. It's a thing. <laughs> but mostly he just said bow ties are cool. He also In said all Geronimo. situations. He'd be like, we're going to go kill some people. And they'd be like, oh, shit, what's up? He's like, bow ties are cool. Bow ties are cool. But yeah. So I guess we should just move on then. Uh, so Let's he was going to die, but on. then he didn't. And then that brings us to the last doctor that I started watching. Whoa. That's, oh, sorry. Let's also bring up the fact are you gonna that talk it's about not the first time the Weeping Angels. The are you going to talk about the saddest back. episode in the world? The Weeping Angels come back. Oh, I, try to, I try to skip over that because it's and the saddest episode in the world. The first time we saw Weeping Angels, like one person who nobody gives a shit about got Weeping Angel. Yeah. But then. Are you talking about Angels Take Manhattan? Yeah. Angels Take Manhattan is the saddest episode in the world. Yeah, because they get rid of your favorite characters. Yes. Because Amy and Rory just get sent to time place. Yep. And Amy... Do they go together? Okay. I think it's implied that they're together, isn't yes. it? Like, they show them So what, They get sent to the same one. What ended up happening is they seemingly escaped the time loop hotel that the angels had set up, which made them... Was basically their hunting ground. And they thought that they were safe. And that's where the whole like, oh, we we messed up the time, the we messed up the timeline so bad that we can never come back to nineteen thirty six New York ever again. Yeah. And then Rory was like, well, can we just go back to New Jersey nineteen thirty six and take the bridge? And the doctor was like, shut up, Rory, shut up, bitch. Stop being better than me in every single way. I've got to bag your wife. So. <laughs> So what I'm gonna bang my wife's mom before she's my wife's mom, and then maybe I'll be my wife's dad. Oh my god, no! So <laughs> he tried not, so hard. It's not Futurama. No, he just kissed Amy one time, or Amy kissed him one time. They tried, and so she was hard. drunk. But what ended up happening was they thought they killed all of the Weeping Angels by destroying this time loop hotel. Keep the, you can't kill the Weeping Angels. Then they found they didn't know that there was one left in the cemetery. Um, the weeping angels are fairy angels, right? Or like fairy aliens? They're they're fairy alien creature. They're kind of they're they're just alien. Or were the were the were the fairies something else? Because I thought the fairies were somehow related to the weeping angels. I think the fairies were a, around. It's also a Matt Smith time, but I think it was when there was like uh, it had to do with the crack. I think they did similar things to the weeping angels. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But the, there was one weeping angel left, and as they're speaking, the weeping angel touches Rory and shoots him back in time. And then um, that's when Rory's name appears on a tombstone near the doctor. He's and like, oh, there's shit. another tombstone right next to it that's blank. And that's when, and now at this point, Amy is making unblinking contact with the angel. Um Spoilers, I guess I should say. Spoiler: This whole <laughs> thing has been mad spoilers. Mad spoilers. Seasons worth of spoilers. Yeah, um, it's and, been out for like twenty years. Yeah, but as she's Not making true, f- eleven. Yeah, 
But as she's making eye contact with it, um, the doctor knows that if he's that if she does what she's planning on doing, and if he sees her name appear on the tombstone like he saw Rory's, it's a fixed point in time, and he can't rescue her. Why? I don't know. I don't get how the fixed points work, really. Um, fixed points seem to be very specific to like things that just he doesn't want to do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the ultimate plot device for like, fuck it. I'm gonna move on. Oh, I'll just get a new one. Yeah. So, uh, Amy pleads with the angel. Now, angels normally just send people back to like a random time, um, but the the angel just basically said, "Look, I don't care. You can take me." Just send me to wherever you sent him. That's weird as shit that the angel said that. No, she said to the angel. That's not what you said. The angel just went, (laughs) blink. He was just doing that, the whole unblinking eyes. And that was also another time where, because at this point, the doctor is freaking out and breaking down. But another person who's there is River. So her, so their daughter just watched her father die. And has to be strong for the for her husband, the doctor. And then she sees her mom sacrifice herself so that she can finish out her life with her father. She's just like, damn. I know those were your best friends, but those are my parents, bitch. So I think I'm a little and bit more fucked up. And this is your fault. Yeah. And I'm older than them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in, in the doctor. But that's when you transition over to Clara. I did not see these. See, this is where you stopped. So Clara was, she was good. I mean, Clara was a good companion. She was. She was a Dalek. She was, yes. (laughs) Actually, she lived inside of a Dalek. She was a Dalek. That's how Daleks work. Yes, I know. Daleks are robots with people inside. I know. She was living inside of it, but she didn't know she was living inside of it, but she was living inside of it. So um, there's this whole big thing. I mean, because this is where, like, this is where around the time where I stopped watching. Because I watched uh, the remainder of Matt Smith with Clara. And then Matt Smith regenerated into um, Peter... Michael Canterbury. No. Um, why can't I remember his name now? James you Foreman. Fuck, you fucked me up by saying Michael <laughs> Canterbury. It's <laughs> <laughs> made up a name that sounded British. It's probably but, a person. It could be. But it's... Uh, oh my God, what's his name? He's his his nephew is a singer, George McGregor. No, nope, nope, it's not George McGregor. Peter McCollins. It's not Peter McCollins. What the fuck is? What it? was the first name I said? I want to see if that was a real person. George McCollins. You're looking up just some made up thing instead of looking up the thing yeah, that yeah, I named yeah. what this was, moment. Tell me what the first thing I said you was. Said, it's Peter Capaldi. Is what I was trying to say. I was going to say George. McCullen or That's some not the first shit like that. I don't remember. It was weird, but it changed over to Peter McCall uh, to Peter Capaldi. And now you got me saying Peter Capaldi. You got me saying weird names now. It switched over to Peter uh, Capaldi and Peter Capaldi. <laughs> His name is not Peter uh, Capaldi. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut, shut your mouth. So it switched over to Peter Capaldi. No, uh, and then. Uh, this was a very different doctor. He was very stoic. They called him the angry cat doctor because he always looked angry. And he's a cat. He's a cat, yes. He had sunglasses. He wore black with a red line thing. He had 
Actually, I think they were Sonic sunglasses. He was very old. He was very old and crotchety and cranky because he was technically the first doctor ever. Again, like he's technically the first doctor. He's the twelfth, but he's technically the first because this is the first in the new regenerations that he got because he got thirteen more. It confused the shit out of me because I was like, that first doctor is dead. Oh no, he's definitely dead. I'm telling you what, he's he's in the line of these new thirteen regenerations that the doctor gets. He's the first. He's the twelfth. Yes, he is the twelfth, but he's also the first. The first twelfth. He's the first twelfth, and he's also the twelfth first. So there's so there's that, and now the doctor's a woman, played by Jody McCoven. It's not McCoven. Jody Canterbury Whitaker. That's right. And she likes colors. That's all I know. Mm, she's I I stopped watching at this point. Still not a ginger. still not a ginger. So we got we got a female doctor. We still haven't gotten a ginger. Um, and she's we still haven't gotten old. we still haven't gotten Idris Elba. So at the Idris end Elba. of the day, if you take anything out from this, it's um, fantastic. Allons-y, Geronimo. Bow ties are cool. Idris Elba should be the next Doctor. We are not experts because we both quit watching before this. Yeah, I apologize. Like, I, if if I knew more, barely I would say even more. Why. Barely even like this show. It's not <laughs> a good show. Don't watch this show. I mean, you can technically just listen to this entire episode and you'll know just about everything. You'll know, like, a lot. Cancel Doctor Who. It's never even had an American Doctor yet. Racist. So racist. All right. Well, that was another episode of Talk Shonen. You can listen to us. Torchwood. Torchwood was a good show. You know why? Because it had the greatest person ever. Captain Captain Jack Jack (laughs) Harkness. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. You can also find us on our website at rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. You can listen to all the episodes of this show as well as all the episodes of the Rum Runners Podcast and also Kyle's other show, the Dark Rum Podcast. Um, you can also get a shirt that says you can say whatever you want about a horse fucker. You can get that at shirt. At our merch store. You can get the On to the Next One shirt. You can get the Rum Runners Crew shirt or the Rum Runners 90s uh, tee uh, or shirt or hoodie. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff there, and you can also support the network as a whole by supporting us on Patreon. That link is also at the website. So, really, your best bet if you wanna if you wanna support us, if you wanna follow us, if you wanna know more about us, just go to rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. And if you wanna be really confused and you wanna talk about the one guy that doesn't know any nerdy stuff, you can contact <laughs> me directly at Talk Shonen. <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram, Kyle's our social For media reason, director. I'm the one that does those. So he has to if he re- if he really wants to, he asks me questions. But Never normally he'll just re- he'll be the one to respond I'll to just you. Post and things and pretend like I like it. He'll know nothing about the topic. So if you really want to piss Kyle off, just keep asking him very particular questions about comics, especially anime. Ask him tons of anime questions. But until the next one, I am Jared. I am Kyle. Jared's favorite anime is Dropout. Nope. 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 Bye.